Why is Apple's Touch ID important? By Brian Romilly. Late in 2011 and early in 2012, the company discussed new technology with several leading consumer electronics companies to gauge potential market interest for such a product. For a number of reasons, including cost, Apple was the only potential customer that expressed substantive interest in pursuing further development of and a commercial agreement with respect to this technology. Authentech 2012-1 Yes, you read that correctly, every company that had even a parting interest in fingerprint scanners, passed on working with Authentech in a meaningful way, even Google. This statement was part of a filing to the US Security and Exchange Commission. Apple went on to acquire Authentech and many of the companies that did not see a bigger vision may regret not taking a second look. Some of us saw this coming back in 2008 and clearly in 2012 too. In my case I have been reading patent applications back in the days when most of my friends were reading comic books, I just loved the dreams and ideas of these inventors and the beauty of the simple line drawings. Exploded view of Touch ID this is a story about how Apple resolved a practical and pragmatic problem that will wind up deeply changing how we view all mobile devices moving forward from today, and into the future. It's so very easy to see how this all makes sense now, but it took great vision to see it so many years ago. Steve Jobs hated logins and passwords, and he was going to do something about it. It was the late winter of 2007 and while many of us were just starting to get used to the iPhone and all the ways it was changing the world, Steve Jobs was already planning a completely new paradigm for a future iPhone release. Although Steve loved the slide to unlock feature he knew that the steps involved and the time it took to unlock the screen when a passcode is being used was unacceptable. Steve predicted that as the iPhone became more indispensable and formed the center of our lives, it would be used perhaps hundreds of times per day, not just as a phone, but as our primary connected computer. Additionally early data from iPhone users proved that only a very small percentage even bother using a passcode, that included Steve. Steve and Apple engineers went about crafting a way to solve this problem and along the way they discovered that there could be a lot more use cases this new system could address. By September the 9th 2008 Apple began to file one of the first few patents addressing this technology. 3. Image from 2008 patent that first demonstrated an early version of Touch ID 620. Your fingerprint. All of your credentials. Steve and the team were forming one of the early foundational premises for the Touch ID, to secure what will become your most important device and to elegantly open the phone with just a tap of a finger. However, it became very clear that this level of security could be extended to a wide number of uses. How an iPad cover informed the Touch ID. Of course there is nothing particularly new about fingerprint-based control and access to computers or even mobile devices, it's all been done before. Like most things Apple, they most certainly are not the first to deploy a particular technology, but they are the first to present the sum total of hardware and software and redefine a significant user experience that Steve Jobs would describe as magical.
Also, Apple already began to address faster access to iOS devices. One can trace the Touch ID directly to the iPad Smart Cover. iPad Smart Cover showing how Magnetics unlocks the screen. The Smart Cover was really a number of products in one. It of course was a cover and a glass surface microfiber cleaner. However it also featured a hidden lock screen actuator that used magnetics and the hall effect to lock or unlock the screen. The brilliant and elegant system still fascinates. This conceptually lead to a similar premise on the iPhone after a number of very promising ideas were investigated. The convenience and simplicity the Touch ID offered became immediately obvious. Simplicity is one of the foundational reasons Apple choose the Touch ID, one touch and the device is ready. An experience that Steve would call magical. The security premise. There are so many obvious and non-obvious dimensions to the Touch ID, alone is just a hardware extension, however Apple has enveloped this into a complete experience. The convenience on the surface is obvious. The security premise also seems obvious but it is more impactful when one studies the data. It turns out that less than 50% of iPhone users activate a passcode on the lock screen. There are quite a number of reasons for this. The largest reason is that these users are interacting with the iPhone perhaps a hundred times per day. It becomes ridiculous at some point to spend the five seconds each time to unlock the phone. And thus this creates a rather large problem. About 80% of lost iPhones did not have a passcode lock. Unless the owner activated and is fast at using Find My Phone, all levels of information about this user is now compromised. Including pictures, texts, address books, financial data and just about all aspects of our lives. With the Touch ID activated along with activation lock security aspect in iOS 7, lose your iPhone 5 seconds and it is 100% worthless to anyone but you. Example of the Touch ID learning screen. Fingerprints and clouds. Our mobile devices started out being just a cellular phone and in relatively short they have become the central hub of just about every experience that can interact with electronics and software. We all now retain more and more of our life on these mobile devices. As this decade runs out we will not even distinguish the mobile wording. They will almost literally be a part of us. This is rapidly creating two very significant trends. 1. The personal device cloud, these are devices that transmit and receive information from the iPhone. This includes e-beacons, Bluetooth devices, Wi-Fi devices, NFC devices, and image-based devices. 2. The personal data cloud, this is information that is generated on the iPhone pictures, text audio, from the personal device cloud, from the internet, login slash passwords, etc medical information, payment card information, etc. Most of us already are carrying a number of personal data clouds. It started with the simple phone book and now spans to every element of data one can imagine. Apple's new vision is to create a secure environment so that as we all accumulate more data that the security grows with it. Sharing these data has been getting easier but securing it has been getting tougher.
The personal device cloud revolution is just starting and can already see use of products like the Nick Fuel Band, the Jawbone Up, and of course smart watches. These devices typically use Bluetooth to connect the iPhone and present raw and or processed data that would be passed on to an ape and perhaps to a proprietary cloud. With the beacons and the APIs that will connect to this technology, all of us will rather rapidly create even more personal data generated by our personal device cloud. This can span from medical data to data from our cars and everything in between. The personal device cloud and the personal data cloud must be secured. Example of the major fingerprint grouping types. One finger tap and the logins to all of your apps are covered. As ape developers convert to Apple's new Touch ID API, one single finger tap at the home screen and all of your logins and passwords for each ape will already be sent within microseconds pressing the ape icon. The time saved from this feature alone is quite substantial. Apple has presented just the tip of the iceberg on how Touch ID will be used. Over time Apple will create far more use cases. And just like how most of us did not miss a mechanical keyboard on iOS devices, in the next few years we will become so accustomed to the Touch ID that we will not be able to remember slide to unlock. Example of the Capacitance Touch Stainless Steel Ring The Stainless Steel Ring Touch ID uses a Capacitance 4 activation system to process the fingerprint. When a finger touches the sensor, the reader is powered and begins a scan. This allows the scanner electronics to be in low power mode and is less of a battery drain. Example of the Sapphire Lens The Sapphire Lens Touch ID uses a sapphire lens to not only protect the sensor but also to optically focus the image for better clarity. This is a very important part of creating an accurate read at the fastest possible speed. Sapphire is also almost as strong as diamond on the mole scale and will go a long way to protect Touch ID. It will also prepare Apple for a screen made of sapphire in a future iPhone release. Example illustrating the secure enclave. Touch ID, data are locally encrypted and never leaves your iPhone. Touch ID is using a new secure enclave as part of the A7 processor. The data generated by Touch ID are encrypted and stored in this area but never sent over the internet or to a cloud. The secure enclave is a genius move by Apple as it fully discounts many fears that our fingerprints will be sent around the world. In addition, the secure enclave will play a central point in Apple's payment strategy. There is a really interesting story behind the secure enclave and I have written about some of the details in a separate posting. 5. Example of Side Thumb Fingerprint Read Any finger, any direction. The software algorithm allows for accurate fingerprint reads from any finger when synced and at any angle. Most people will just use the side of their thumb as they hold the phone in the same hand. Example of the learning screen for Touch ID. Touch ID, always learning. Touch ID will continue to learn your fingerprints more and more over time. At some early point the software will know all possibilities of your fingerprints. In most cases it will only take about a dozen successful reads for very high accuracy. The iOS keychain. 
the cloud keychain will play a central role as a container of all of our personal credentials. Touch ID will be the gateway to gain access to these logins and passwords. As Apple opens up the API to this system you will never need to enter in a login or password again. The iOS keychain has been temporarily disabled in the most recent release of the developer version of iOS 7. This will be activated in the future with a rather brilliant addition. Additional security. To use Touch ID you will also have to create a passcode as a backup. Only that passcode can unlock the phone if the phone is either rebooted example full battery drain or hasn't been unlocked for 48 hours. This is a genius feature that is meant to set a time limit for criminals if they try to find a way to circumvent the fingerprint scanner. Phil's Chiller presenting Touch ID and use cases. Note the obvious and the non-obvious examples. I highlighted the payment card terminal Equinox T4220. This is a roadmap to the future of Touch ID. Payments the Apple way. Apple has had a grand history of getting payments just right. Brian Romilly's answer to payment processing, how does Apple do payments so well? This experience was perfected on the iTunes online store and was extended at the Apple retail store. We will see Apple using Touch ID already in use on the online store and soon at the Apple retail stores. This will be the testbed example of just how powerful Touch ID will be for retail payments. In Apple time, we will start to see more pieces released that will allow any retail merchant to have access to this payment system. The secure enclave will replace the secure element when the full payment aspects of this system is slowly and methodically deployed. Additionally there is a rather important patent that telegraphed the K-Persistence ring but also is telegraphing NFC 6. Apple has great plans in this direction. Simple yet powerful innovation. With one disarmingly simple addition to the iPhone, Apple has once again redefined how we all will view our mobile devices. But just like many Apple revolutions, it may take some time for most of us to understand this is really a revolutionary change. One of the first iPhone revolutionary milestones was quite visionary, convinced the world that they will come to appreciate typing virtual keys displayed on a glass screen rather than mechanical keys so small that we just about needed pixie fingers to have any proficiency. Back in the ancient days of 2007 there were a tremendous number of critics. We don't hear too much from them today. Perspectives changed. We changed. One last thing. Steve left what amounts to a playbook of features and technologies he thought was important to Apple. This playbook is packed full of innovations that are just mind-blowing. Apple thus far is innovating on many levels. It seems that Apple has followed through on Steve's one last thing, s. Apple can't innovate anymore, my ass, Phil Schiller, 2013.